to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. Uh, come one, come all, see my gallery of freaks. And I have all these chameleons. <laughs> That's the gallery of freaks. Yeah. That's you and your chameleons. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've <laughs> finally done it. Back to hallowed ground. <laughs> The opposite of hallowed ground. How are you hallowed, feeling? Back to hallowed Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is our most Halloween involved one. <laughs> I'm feeling like okay. I don't this is as any of you who have listened to any of our other American Horror Story episodes know my most dreaded of the rewatches. <laughs> Mine's um, already happened. <laughs> And I think that was somewhat founded, um, partly because the clown of it all, which we'll get to shortly, but like, Mm -hmm. that is just something that I have a very large irrational fear of, so not fun. But then also because there's like, this feels to me, and we've discussed this before, but I think it's the most heavily apparent with this season of like, very like a lot of extreme potential that does not go anywhere oh really (laughs) yeah interesting um because i didn't i didn't feel that at all (laughs) (laughs) i this i think um currently as it stands now is my favorite season (laughs) this is probably as it stands now still like just above the bottom for me i get it um and big part of that is do we just want to start with the characters as usual um there's a whole hell of a lot of them in this one so i don't yeah so i'm like do we want to just go into them as we as they are relevant yeah Yeah, i think that's probably the best way so Uh, that we can really skip talking over anybody that we don't find too particularly useful yeah and that's the characters are like what had the potential to make and what ultimately broke the season for me mm-hmm. was like there are so many really really interesting characters and there are a few that i liked their whole storyline but then there are several who their storyline really went to a place I did not care for and Mm. lost a lot of respect for them in the process. And I can understand what they were doing with that. And I think in a lot of the ways, the actual story of this season is one of the tightest. Yeah. But, But there are just things I just outright dislike about it, whether they work or not, I guess. Yeah, like, uh, like what? <laughs> um, so I'm like trying to figure out how I want to go about this. So mm. I think the biggest one for me is probably like, um, like Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. I was uh, worried. Because uh, <laughs> I really liked him at the beginning. And then by the end of the season, I 
really just kind of hate him like completely and it's just and it's a, Jimmy... it's a realistic storyline yeah and but that doesn't make me not hate it <laughs> well it's just at this point and i think it might be really tainted by like the order that we've gone into things but it's just i have seen with this show particularly Ryan Murphy do this over and over again. He's like, good guy that just falls apart. Over and over again with Evan Peters specifically too. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm, this is, I think this one hits the worst for me because it is the character that was the most, like actually a good guy who I was really rooting for. Mm -hmm. But then he just does so many things towards the like middle and end that I'm just like, yeah, it's Christ, bud. Like, for what reason? <laughs> for what reason? For to see Evan Peters' ass once again, I guess. Evan Peters and Finn Whitrock. We got too many in this season. And neither of them has any fucking ass. No, <laughs> and it's just not. I get like with with Finn Whitrock's. I was like, all right. I guess it makes because Dandy's fully unhinged. No, yeah, like, like whatever. I was not as bothered by it as like how, what they did with Jimmy. Like, mm-hmm. it just really sucked mm-hmm. to see Jimmy as this maybe a little bit naive, but also just really cares about this family of his mm-hmm. and will do anything to protect them. And then to have all of that just devolve into a raging alcoholic yeah a raging misogynistic alcoholic was just like horrible yeah and it just it doesn't make sense for the character no that's the other and that's and he's the most evident but there are other characters that i feel have somewhat similar of story arcs throughout this Mm -hmm. especially towards the end there's just so much betrayal and murder that really just going on doesn't need to like doesn't make that much sense but like there are like a couple other there are i will now take a brief break to just highlight the characters that i do really enjoy that i think their storylines worked really well and that is elsa mars yeah um who I think after rewatching this season, I think I can say is probably my favorite Jessica Lang character. Yeah, I'm like in the same boat. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's still a little bit of a toss up. I still really like her character in Asylum as well. We discussed, but mm-hmm. but I think I like the like more complete overall storyline of Elsa more. It. Um, yeah. It was just Elsa is the highlight of this season for me. Mm-hmm. by a lot Wide there are other margin. things i like there are a lot of things i don't like but elsa and also elsa also falls into the pitfalls of like betrayal and murder but in a way that never felt out of character for her no god no and i think part of that is just as we've discussed several times now jessica lang is just a fantastic <laughs> actor like yeah. <laughs> the saying of like she could sell you a broken watch or whatever, like that's her she's so, selling like, me she sold me a broken show for several seasons 
<laughs> exactly. I'm still watching American Horror Story, and she hasn't been on it for a while. Um, and then I do also. There are parts where it gets really iffy, but I also I really like Bet and Dot. Yes, um, Bet and Dot, and then Ethel for me are like there are just scenes where it's like I don't know why they're having you do this, but overall, Ethel was also really good, which is just. Once again, uh, weird Kathy Bates stands first and podcasters second. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're actually going to change the name of our podcast to Kathy Bates Binging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that means I'm going to have to watch Misery, and I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> no, <scary>. but <laughs> Ethel, I also really like. Um, she's not as high up for me, I guess, just because she's so like unceremoniously gotten rid of later on yeah but we'll get into that um and i liked there was like the whole part in the middle with bet and dot where dot wants to be separate so bad and then Mm -hmm. decides that she doesn't want that anymore specifically because bet is so willing to let her have it even if it costs her i that's like their storyline is just really beautiful to me like and also just another really good acting job from sarah paulson yeah so. I mean, like the power sarah paulson has to really deliver that like while she's acting um with a I, yeah to play conjoined twins who are like i mean they are conjoined twins so they are obviously identical but so different in like personality and wants and desires it's mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it. I'm assuming it was like um, I just do. with a body double, and I then do. They... I'm I've assu- watched so many things about Freak Show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's had... like a. She's. Go ahead. You can explain no, it because I yeah. They had a mannequin mm. attached to her shoulder, and that's why there's so many scenes that are just filmed with like just. She's half. just sitting still, and yeah. yeah. Just like one of the heads at a time. Um, That's so cool. They, every scene with Bet and Dot in it, they had to film twice to get both angles, to, both sides, both angles, both sides, and also um, because because they, they had to green screen it all together they had into one. Screen Sarah Paulson onto Sarah Paulson. Um, and <laughs> I think that's why this is like one of the last seasons to have like the full thirteen episodes because this took so long specifically because of bet and dot and i understand that's that's like i will also say on like a technical level with both like filming and special effects this is probably the most impressive season yeah and i think that that really lends into why this was such a tighter story than a lot of the other seasons were because they really had to be smart and utilize like the set time so they didn't fuck up because if they fucked up, they'd have to refilm two like it twice. It would take twice as long. Exactly. Um, and that's like the story still really starts to fall apart towards the end, but not mm-hmm. nearly as much or as bad as most other seasons. No, and it's not nearly as early as a lot of the other seasons. No, yeah, like a lot of the stuff that. There are a lot of things that make me angry throughout, but a lot of the like mm. really 
big like pissed me off moments is like the last two episodes yeah so um that being said as the name would imply this season is about a freak show um that is currently staying outside the small town of jupiter florida um and we pretty quickly like i'm not gonna do too much story summary but some is definitely necessary Mm -hmm. so it's like we pretty quickly see elsa mars uh recruiting bat and dot after they killed their mother yeah um does a very good job of like protecting from them protecting them from repercussions of that um which is kind of something we see throughout the season and i think is one of the stronger points of this season is there is very much like I like I am queer, I am a sucker for found family, and that is very much like the crux of this season. It really is all of these people who are different for one reason or other from generally accepted society and it brings them together. It really like builds upon what was the conceptual idea for Coven and actually makes it good. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Because Cove- I think Coven's main issue um, was that it was written by a gay man. And he's like, I know how women are. And it's like, no. No, you don't. You're catty, <laughs> Ryan. No, yeah. And I think, like, there is obvious, like, actual real-life direct connection to, like, what this is. Mm-hmm. But I think it also works better from that lens of like the queer community as well than something like coven yeah because I, I it's like also like thankful that they did touch on it, again it's as good as it can be with how ryan murphy writes shit <laughs> yeah. uh, but they they did touch on like queer issue of the time as well in multiple ways which we will get to mm-hmm. um but i also like i also think it's just um, it's something we've also talked about a little bit with other seasons but it's like I'm really glad that it gives acting opportunities to a lot of people who normally don't get them mm-hmm. um, it's just unfortunate that it's at the cost of like clearly a casting call for you are going to be a circus freak yeah <laughs> and also in the case of most of them get brutally killed um, but it is still like because we've discussed this it's most often like with Down Syndrome because his sister has it but it's like I do appreciate that there is some amount of effort to like be more inclusive I just wish it wasn't like that's their whole character <laughs> yeah which it isn't for all of them but it's like only the main cast really get to have a storyline outside of I am a freak. I, the one that really bothered me in particular um, was Ma Petite. Thank you. Oh my god. Yes. Um, that bothered me for a lot of reasons. But the main reason is the uh, severe infantilization Yes. Of a little person. Mm-hmm. Because it's like little people are not like 
in a permanent state of childhood just because no. they are small. <laughs> and that, oh my god, it drove me insane. Right down to the backstory being that she was recruited specifically to be a child for Pepper. Like, yep. oh my god. She, oh god, it, it just... It, it, it's... Uh. It the, just the yes, it made me so every scene with Jessica Lang holding this woman like a little baby pissed me off. Right down to baby voice and every like she is treating this grown woman like a human baby doll. Yeah. And I, it's just, yeah. And I, I don't I don't know the particulars of every actor in this cast, but I know some of them were played by able-bodied actors. Yeah, I know specifically uh, Salty and Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, Awful name for Salty. I want to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. <laughs> but also, um, oh, what's his name? The... Um, Paul, the, the seal boy. Um, um, yeah. Um, he, he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not, I, like, in the, real life. <laughs> so, I assumed that not all of them were actually disabled actors. But I know a lot of them, like, I know Mopati actually yeah. And... Obviously, Kathy Bates doesn't actually have a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Peters does not have lobster hands. No, we know that. Um, Emma Roberts is a bitch, though. So, Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> She's a bitch and a fraud, so she was born to play this role. I wonder, um, is the woman who plays the very tall lady also incredibly tall, or is... Um, she stands at six feet eight inches, so yes, <laughs> good for her. She was one of my favorites. Uh, it was, I liked Eve? her a lot, yeah. Eve, she's just very kind. <laughs> um, I also love that when they surprising, go <laughs> like, very side character I ended up liking was the one who becomes the lizard girl, yeah. I really I, loved that. I loved that storyline. It was like very clearly like girl power storyline, but, but but it was effective. It was a lot better than all of Coven. Again, like it's just <laughs> he flops so bad on Coven. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's Coven is such a mess. It's still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also really like uh. As always, Angela Bassett's character, mm-hmm. which I want to talk about specifically in like, again, obviously, um, and I had there are some issues with it, but it was like a character who, where I had an issue with it, I liked a lot of the characterization overall, but then initially she was introduced as a hermaphrodite, mm-hmm. um, and then they had to have a whole storyline about how. She isn't actually. Yeah. That makes her a real woman. And that also was like, well, intersex people can have like, like she could have been intersex and still 
fully mm-hmm. identify as a woman. And yeah. like that bothered me a lot. Um, but I still overlook the character because Angela Bassett always does a phenomenal job. But I just um, <laughs> with a lot of like the with with uh, Desiree and Ethel particularly, I understand that their freak show um, traits really are just like actual like. just genetic things I don't know if that's like a if it is real like it's a lot rarer from my understanding than uh, Picasso's Uh, (laughs) but like they're both things that are born of like estrogen problems in women like it's literally just hormonal balance things and it's like I also understand this season takes place like in the 1950s and it would have been mm-hmm. um, just yeah a, a lot more like that. <laughs> exactly. But it's still just like I think Ethel is handled much, much better than Desiree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like and, and the fact that Desiree's hormonal oh, hormonal hormone <laughs> problem is depicted less of like a define like something that affects her and more of something that affects Dell. No, yeah, well and that's don't get me fucking started on Dell. I mean we we'll have be to here get the into whole it. <laughs> we have to get into it a little bit, but I hate Dell. We haven't <laughs> we've been mentioning names. Um yeah, and Peter's really- character J- Jimmy is involved in a lot of this storyline just because he is Ethel's son. Yes, uh, Ethel and Dell's son. And Dell is his father that he never knew. Um, yes. uh, we'll get more Del into that because I have so much man, to say. But <laughs> we will get more into that later. Um, but yes, Dell is the strong man. Gotta um, backtrack a little because I do realize I've just been ranting. With no context for anything. Uh, but, that's fine. That's what the episode, the show is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out like where I want to even. Well, first of all, let's address the clown in the room. Um. Okay. <laughs> I briefly have to because that is the part of the reason that, as much as the story is much more tight knit and cohesive. Part of the reason that on a personal level, this is always going to be very close to the bottom of my ranking is Twisty the Clown. Um, Because for one, scary clown, and I am afraid of clowns, but then also the like actual backstory and stuff we very suddenly get is like not very good and also somewhat offensive and like also does the whole thing of like trying to make him sympathetic and redeem him as if he hasn't been kidnapping and torturing children. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cause they really try to play it off and make it sympathetic by being like, well, he was a clown and he loved to entertain the kids. And then the freaks framed him and set him up and it's like, okay, he's still kidnapping and torturing children. Yeah. <laughs> not sure what the through line there is like, 
And that is explained by, oh, he's just, and this is like from the show. So like, he's just, so, yeah. he's just simple. Uh, and it's like, yeah. So it becomes a very like, first of all, makes no sense, and then also ableist storyline. Yeah, where it's just like, <laughs> you're gonna make me see a scary fucking clown for four episodes and then try to pretend he wasn't evil mm-hmm. or sort of try to pretend he wasn't evil. He did still get taken to freak hell, but like, <laughs> it's just, I honestly and we spent like five and a half fucking episodes on this. We spend so much time on twisty when he has almost no impact on no the actual story. bearing on the actual plot whatsoever. He is fully just there because they were like, oh, this is a circus theme. Let's just have a very scary clown. And I'm like, like, I could have done without it. Thank you very much. It's like, you already have a scary clown. It's Dell. (laughs) What more do we need? Dandy's here too. What the fuck? It's just bad. Like, I don't, it it saps so much life out of me Mm -hmm. that it's like, and again we spend so much goddamn time on it we really don't need all the scenes that we have with twisty like Um, all the whole twisty line story ends up amounting to is we get a concentrated elsa backstory yeah um and and then also establish that dandy is a psycho freak yeah. Like and we could have done all of that without Twisty. I it's just again, and I think it was like they're trying to do a Gacy thing, and that's fine. Um it's American horror story. I don't expect any different. No, but then they're but then, they're obviously referencing that, but then they also he's nothing like that. Exactly. He is literally just a scary clown whereas like not going to de- delve into John Wayne Gacy, but John Wayne Gacy was like mostly actually pretty well liked, and a lot of people like. There's so much to go into that American American Horror Story just cannot do serial killers ever. No, we've established this, but like, there is so much depth and stuff, and so much more fucked upness with Gacy that like, yeah, Twisty does not come anywhere close to being anywhere similar other than the clown thing. It's just, I didn't need six failed escape attempts from the children that he had kidnapped <laughs> because it just made me sad. Yeah. It's just... And it did nothing. Really upsetting. We didn't uh, need to see what he did to, like, quote-unquote, entertain them. Uh, we didn't need to see him try to steal toys. No, well, and just seeing all of this... And then to have the show try to be like, he only does it because he loves children and he wants to entertain them. And it's like, okay, he killed like three teenagers. Yeah. And also <laughs> he didn't feed the kids. <laughs> exactly. Like, It's just bad. Not well done. I hate to see it. He's got that fucked up mouth thing, which I... Mm-hmm. Mouth horror is like a type of horror I personally just can't deal with. So combining that with a clown is like, okay, I'm going to die now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just... I think 
the twisty <laughs> scenes we needed. Um, <laughs> Let's see that my two lowest episodes are, or my two lowest seasons are the ones that have fucked up clowns, <laughs> which is not surprising, but it's just like. <sighs> my lowest and my my highest have the the fucked up clowns. <laughs> but like, I am personally just... like, we needed to spend less time on Twisty, and like, I would. Outside of the podcast, we do discuss the shit that we watch. It's the, we are friends. <laughs> exactly. And I remember so distinctly when I first started the rewatch for this podcast, I texted you. I'm like, I'm just skipping the whole introductory scene because it's way too fucking long. Yeah. And also, again, every part of the story that Twisty plays into, Twisty didn't need to be there for to for us to get that. No. So, I- like, there's no fucking reason to have Twisty. I'm like sorry, but like the scene, um, like I understand that he is instrumental because they need to set up um, the ghost man, Edward, whatever. Yeah, uh, Edward Moore Drake. More Drake, yes, and they didn't want to take one of the main cast so early into the season because that's like episode four. Um, so he had to take Twisty then. See, and I'm like. They could have. He could have just taken Dandy, and that would have also solved some of my major issues with like the last couple episodes. And then, so. uh, and I get he, he that scene, um, where they fight like again. It's the same fucking episode. Um, yeah, where Jimmy sees the like third fucking escape attempt, and yeah. he goes to help. It's a very just great character defining scene for Jimmy. Yeah. And I do think that scene in its essence is necessary. Uh, Could have been Dandy the whole time. Also, even if they didn't want to kill Dandy that early, it literally could have like, and would have been like obviously very like ham-fisted but could have been a whole poignant thing to have him leave Elsa and just take like literally a random serial killer. Mm-hmm. And be like, this level of immorality is the most freakish thing of all. Yeah, <laughs> like there's just it just did not need to be twisty. I like I, it just it puts such a, a darkness on the whole season for mm-hmm. me. Or like- and again, I know a big part of that is like me personally. Um, and I will say. It would not change the ranking of it for me at all because I would not be able to watch it. But I wish Colt had actually been the twisty Colt like originally intended. Yeah. Yeah. Because and something at least like it would have definitely changed the ranking for me. <laughs> no, yeah, and I, I think it would have been a better season. I still would not be able to watch it, so it would not change much for me. But yeah. But it also would have made Twisty's presence in this season actually matter a little bit more. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, wish they had done something like, wish they hadn't, just, this is just going back to wish they had not made cult political. Yeah. <laughs> and not in the way of like, yeah. I, I think things can and should be political, but not when you don't have the grasp for nuance to do it. Yeah, not when you're Ryan. 
Mm-mm. No, no. Don't <laughs> riot. Not when the, the only thing statement. you care about in your show is showing us white men's lack of ass. Yeah. <laughs> and and equating equating everything to racial um inequality. Yeah. That you, you don't stop fully understand. <laughs> you because I like I love this season. I know what the fuck he was going for with this. Oh yeah, well, and that's the other thing is like very clearly he is trying to liken it to racial inequality and like homophobia, mm-hmm. and it's like no ableism is an actual really really awful insidious yeah. thing in our society that like deserves to be explored. You don't need to like, <laughs> and he doesn't have the fucking nuance to do it. This is the, like you don't need a metaphor. For a real live actual form of discrimination. Yeah, that and that's like, like and there are a lot of things again that do work pretty well with this season. And the conceit of the season, especially with the conceit of the show being American horror story, is really strong. Yes. <laughs> because it's like <laughs> just what on if you want the real American horror story freak show, go fucking watch the greatest showman. <laughs> Don't say that about Hugh. He wants to be singing. <laughs> Hugh Jackman did a good job, but like P.T. Barnum was a fucking mm-hmm. awful person yep. who very deliberately took these people that society treated horribly and monetized them and did not give them any of the money. So like, <laughs> if you want the real American horror story, <laughs> watch The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Or like a doc, I don't know, because I know the Grey Summit really. They explore do. the perils of the bearded lady much better than American Horror Story Freak Show. <sighs> or yeah, actually, like no, realistically, actually watch a documentary about P.T. Barnum, but it's still just. I know the Greatest Showman romanticized the hell out of him. Uh, they still made him the bad guy by the end. I know, but, but like. Still, no, I know what you mean, and it's like, just knowing. That this is like an actual long-standing huge American tradition mm-hmm. <laughs> really highlights the flaws of the season <laughs> because it, it's and it's it not really, even, it, this is something like that still happens exactly <laughs> both just ableism in general but also like there are still, like, they are not nearly as widespread and everything, but there are still, like, freak shows and stuff. Well, even outside of that, TLC is has several shows that exploit <laughs> people yeah, for with, several like, disabilities. <laughs> exactly. And it's just... And, like, we, we're just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Just the fact that he's like, it's like racism. It's like, no. It's not. Because <laughs> it's trivializing it's like, it's, the discrimination these people experienced and the people of color experienced. No, exactly. There's just... That is like, oh my god, the fucking... To bring it back to Desiree, just the full failure mm-hmm. of like if somebody competent was actually doing this of like 
mm-hmm. what the a intersectionality. Being black woman in the 1950s could actually entail. Yeah. And then instead, they're just like, she has three boobs. <laughs> and maybe a penis. She doesn't. <laughs> but maybe. It's just, oh my god. And, and, and can we talk about the doctor again? Because mm-hmm. the some of the most impact, I mean, like, outside of him, all of the very impactful scenes happened because of Ethel for me. Like, I was crying a lot for <laughs> Ethel. Um, but, like, they had found this doctor willing to treat them like a person. And I know it's, like, a commentary on, like, ableism as well. But it's also, like... This is a doctor willing to treat a woman as a person in the 50s. And in particular, a black woman. Yeah. Like a woman in general, that's, it is still like ridiculously hard to find a doctor who will treat women like people, even now. But it's like, they really did not dwell enough on that. And And instead just turned it into... Which is, I, we've got to get into the Dell of it all now, because... I have so much to say. I hate this, this character. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Dell. Um, 100%? Was he necessary? Can we start there? No, he wasn't. I don't think so. I... He's Can literally he just there to so be awful. More... <laughs> we had so many more, like, men with anger issues in this fucking season. He's literally just there to cause internal conflict and make Jimmy become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like, he serves no purpose. And then, so Dell's whole storyline is he's the strong man. He was with Ethel. He's Jimmy's father. And now he is uh, with Desiree and specifically with her because she is perceived to be intersex and. Mm-hmm. He is a closeted gay man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. <sighs> He's overall a piece of shit. Awful, misogynist, violent, evil, just horrible in every fucking way. And then t- tie that whole thing into trying to be like, well, it's just because of internalized homophobia. It's like, fuck off. You should know better, Ryan. I don't think, personally, internalized homophobia makes people uh, sell tickets to their son's birth. (laughs) I have dealt with internalized homophobia my entire life, and I have never, like, violently lashed out at women because of it. Mm -mm. No. Like, this I've never is, once I tried to strangle Del. a baby to death. But he did. I, I hate Dell. <laughs> like, no fucking reason. And, like, I get... Um, the only good wanted... reason to come in is when Eve beats the shit out of him and says, who's the strong man now? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, only fucking yeah. reason to have him in the season. <laughs> Eve is so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Eve is very, very good. I love that when they go out into town, they all the tra- townspeople do also treat Eve at the same level that they treat everybody else, and she's just tall. 
people hate to see a girl boss winning. They really do. I really wish, like, I, I genuinely, the most aggravating thing that happened, like, like salt in the wound after the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris of it all, uh, <laughs> was that they just killed Eve off so unceremoniously. Yeah, well, killed literally everyone, everyone left except Jimmy and Vet and Dot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Desiree. And Desiree and Elsa, but she was gone already. So yeah, <sighs> uh, we've been talking with no point. Um, yeah, so <laughs> now we've discussed the Dell. I don't want to get too into it because I could rant about it forever. But we have to get so we can actually discuss the plot more. We need to talk about Dandy. We need to talk about Dandy and we need to talk about what the fuck Emma and (laughs) Dennis are doing. Um, But Dandy should be for because we've been talking about him previously. He is a little psychopath. (laughs) Little rich psychopath. Um, Just simple, (sighs) regular rich boy. (laughs) <laughs> normal for a rich boy. I do love that they try to explain that he's a psychopath because of incest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but like, sure. I don't know. But like, <laughs> why, like just it's another drop in the bucket, really, for Dandy. <laughs> um, and he, like, yeah, not? he is little psychopath, and then he <laughs> becomes friends with Twisty. Because his mm-hmm. mom found Twisty and was like, oh, entertainment for my precious baby boy. And it's like, Can first I of just... all, look at, that, look at how fucking dirty that clown is. He's fucking filthy. Covered in, like, soot and blood. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Dandy will fun. love this. Dandy does love this. Yeah. But, <laughs> she was right. Dandy's a little psychopath. But she was pretending he wasn't at this point. Uh, <laughs> she knew the whole time. Apparently his dad also was. Yeah. So. But I just want a, a little aside here. Francis Conroy in this season. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Love it. It's so funny. This performance was everything to me. Um, she's Dandy's mom. And she's just a little... It's everything little to me because... Housewife. I was going to say, it's everything to me because it's exactly how I imagine a rich mom would be in this situation. Yes. She's done oh, literally God. everything perfectly. I, Francis, <laughs> Ryan doesn't give you the best roles all the time. But she she, she always makes the best of them. One of them. <laughs> she might not be given the best roles, not, but she won't make the best. We have not touched on Murder House yet, but Oh, we will uh, get Francis to it. <laughs> was my favorite character in it. So Yeah, we will get to that when we get to that. But Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so Dandy's whole story, he's like, I am I am a god and whatever. And <laughs> he's a little rich boy. Well There's yeah, he r- little rich boy thinks he is destined to be a star. Really wants to fuck Bet and Dot for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> no, there's they not like. It. He's just like, oh, I am a freak too, and it's like he's like, I love the freaks. <laughs> it's just, 
And then he, for a while, purchases Bet and Dot, tries to woo them, throws a big fucking fit when they leave, and then ultimately, at the end of the season, goes on big murder spree of almost all of the remaining people. Yeah. And it's, like, very cool that we have, like, multiple seasons where this happens. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that is, I guess, the true American horror story, but, like, I don't want to be thinking about it. Right? I don't think we had this, like, big of an issue um, when automatic guns weren't as (laughs) accessible. I think they mostly did stabbing back then, Uh, but sure. (laughs) But sure. Uh, Whatever you want to do, it's your show. That's the other, like, I hate that whole ending, like, I hate that whole ending in general. Yeah. Because it's just rude. It really is. But then also the fact that it's, like, apparently only Desiree can fucking hear gunshots. Yeah. (laughs) Like, nobody else heard this loud-ass fucking revolver. Well, Eve also did. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's and, still like nobody else fucking bothered to try to get away until he was right by him. Like, what? What do you guys like? I know this isn't a common sound in like, the campsite because we've seen their day to day life. Yeah, they they do not have a cannon act. No. <laughs> Whatever. It's just. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> It was just a fully disrespectful act after the Neil Patrick Harris of it all. Uh, Well, and it also just, like, Dandy has basically been absent for a few episodes at that point, Mm -hmm. so to bring him back in just to do that is just like, why? Fuck off. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, But then, yes, for the... And then was immediately killed in front of all the freaks like he was, because I do like his death. I think it was... <laughs> His death was really good. Sorry. I just wish there had been more than three of them there to witness it. Mm-hmm. Well, four of them. But... Four. Four. <laughs> but yes, like... And then for the majority of the season, our main villains are Emma Roberts and Dennis O'Hare, mm-hmm. um, who have a scheme to kill them and sell them to the morbidity museum mm-hmm. and only really succeed a couple times but yeah because they get my petite uh they get my petite and they get jimmy's hands and salty's head but and salty's salty head salty, salty died, died of natural, natural causes. causes i can i just say the salty death i i mean it, it was as sweet as a death scene could be but like the fact that Pepper and Salty were just like, <laughs> yeah, in love, and they got to spend their lives together. I mean, Pepper's a tragic story. Um, outside of that, but <laughs> no, ex- yeah, but Pepper's a tragic story that um, happened mostly. The tragedy mostly happened before this, and then in Asylum. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and that's we haven't really discussed Pepper. But, like, she is one of the better done storylines as well. Mm -hmm. It's just she also fully only serves to tie this season to Asylum. So, like, 
like fairly well done did not need it Mm-mm. it um, pepper was also a very good like because for the whole season we really like you are spent questioning whether or not elsa truly cares about the people that she has recruited to work for her yes and then with the pepper centric episode we discover that she very much does yeah it, like i know for like specific like people like she i she probably could hate them um but i genuinely believe she deeply cared for mopatee and pepper and ethel yes exactly she probably did not like jimmy um i'm spitballing on that one <laughs> quite frankly probably didn't also very much hated bet and dot yeah. <laughs> so like um I think I think yeah. Pepper main, in that context is very sweet. Yeah, and then but yeah, so we have Emma Roberts and Dennis O'Hare as kind of the main villains for a lot of the season. I don't know how um, I feel about them, quite honestly. Like obviously I hate Emma Roberts. <laughs> yeah, and we also once again have I know they were, like, actually together at this point, but, like, Mm -hmm. don't want to be seeing Evan Roberts and Evan Peters together on screen, knowing... It's really, yeah. And I know, like, he chose to stay with her after all of that happened for a little bit, but it's still, like, still Mm -hmm. awful in light of what came to light, Mm -hmm. I think, the time Freak Show was airing. So, but, yeah, it, it, it just does my just heart. Emma Roberts. Yeah. I also, I don't personally like Bet Dot and Jimmy together either. No, I, d- I don't like that either, but it doesn't really happen anyways, so mm. I can live with it. <laughs> I guess it, no, it does happen at the end. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. It's weird. The only ending that I really particularly enjoy is Desiree because she just has a really nice husband. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like Elsa's ending too, I think. Yeah, no, it was I think the perfect ending for Elsa's character. Um But that's I'm having a hard time like putting things into specific words because there is just it's like a fairly tight season, but there is still just so much. The big glaring issue that we've been mentioning a couple times already is the Neil Patrick Harris of it all. See, and I that is not a big glaring issue for me. I literally no. blink and he's gone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it stands out so much for me because it's like it was such a tight season and this whole thing was just what the fuck? I think I think it's weird, but it's not like a. I have so many other glaring issues that it is not an issue for me. Okay, let me talk about this, and then we can go. Yeah. The, because <laughs> he is a a vet um, from the war. You know, <laughs> you know the one. It's the fifties. You know the war. Um, <laughs> the war. The war up until the war two. <laughs> No, this would have been the war, too. Oh, no, in yes, the sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking back to Elsa's backstory, because that was post That was That was the war one. Yeah. Yeah. But he's no. from the war sequel. Um, <laughs> and he comes home, his wife's got a girlfriend. Good for her. 
he also has a metal plate in his head and it's making him hallucinate that his ventriloquist dummy is evil. <laughs> is so, evil, but he's in love with her. Yeah. So I, I have to, I, at some point, something convinces him to kill his wife and her girlfriend. Uh, and then he reinvents himself as a traveling chameleon salesman. And also magician. <laughs> and also magician. I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not great, but it literally doesn't really have any impact on the season as a whole. So I don't care. It he, just helps. It was he so is briefly fucking bat and dot. And then yeah. he stabs his ventriloquist dummy and turns himself in. He yeah. also uh, kills Emma Roberts, and I have to be thankful. You know what? Yeah. There so, is a silver lining to actually, everything. N- actually, Net wins for Neil Patrick <laughs> Harrison this season. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I get to see a lot of chameleons because of him, so... <laughs> no, my largest issues with the season are like... Again, the twisty and the Dell of it all, mm-hmm. but also the only character whose ending makes sense is Elsa. Yeah. Like, they well, have royally... <sighs> well, Bat and Dots doesn't... Well, Desiree and Elsa. Yes, I was I'm but like, we don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't really get to spend enough time with Desiree. No. <laughs> for there to be as big of a payoff as Elsa's. We don't get to spend enough time with Desiree. And then it's like, like and then Jimmy does not deserve Ben and Dot <laughs> at no. all. So, like, the, we've had so much character assassination of Jimmy that that ending pisses me off because he doesn't deserve it and also makes me feel bad for Ben and Dot. Because it is fully basically like, well, he doesn't have any choice left, so he's just going to marry them, I guess. Yeah. going to do it. So, like, that, I think there's so much potential and so much character potential specifically, and we really only get, like, a full arc and payoff for Elsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just... And I get part of that was like this one. (laughs) Go ahead. Every male character ends up where Del started. Yeah, and I'm sick of it. (laughs) I don't want to be seeing it. We'll get in. We've talked about 1984. We'll talk about Apocalypse later, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anything that um, I can't think of the actor's name, but he is. Cody Ferns. Yes. (laughs) Anything that Cody Ferns doing is the only doing an American Horror Story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's just, yeah, Elsa was the only one who I feel like was both allowed to be a completely realized character and got an ending that made sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do, I want to talk about Elsa's ending because it's just phenomenal. It's Uh. incredible. So we briefly touched on this earlier, but they have a rule about not performing on Halloween. Because the ghost of Edward Mordrake will come and take somebody to his freak hell. Yeah. He has two faces and one is evil. I love <laughs> Edward Mordrake. Um, it's very good. <laughs> it's I, one of the things that like could have been like really stupid, but just yeah. I bought it. I was Genuinely, like, sure. As Kathy Bates was giving the story of the legend, I got chills. 
No, yeah, it, it helps that Kathy Bates gave the story, frankly. Yeah. But and like fun little unnamed, unnameable accent. <laughs> it's a little bit Minnesotan, but yeah, not um, entirely but, there. So Elsa, the whole series, the whole season, what she's wanting to do is become a big Hollywood star. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see towards the end, she does actually move to LA and basically just annoy the shit out of the television company until one of the actual people who can make her into a star comes into the lobby and she then gets her TV show. She marries that guy, Mm -hmm. um, gets stardom, but is never actually like as happy with it as she thought she would be. Yeah. So then she decides as her show is going to be canceled because of her morality clause, because they found out she ran the freak show. She's like, well, fuck it. I'll do a Halloween show and die. (laughs) And she does. And that, but instead of going to Edward Moore Drake's hell, she gets to go back to her show in their own like weird little afterlife. And yeah, it's like, she did some bad things towards the end, but it was like, I still feel like it was kind of deserved and like mm-hmm. everybody was kind of doing awful things after the halfway point of the season. So, yeah. <laughs> so like I, her ending is just fantastic. I, her whole arc through the whole season, we also haven't discussed, like, I'm not going to get too in depth with her backstory, but like she pretends that she is just their patron and stuff, but she does have, prosthetic legs because mm-hmm. she was unwillingly in a snuff film yeah um and that's a storyline that could have been done very very poorly but instead i think is one of the best in the season yeah it's just... and it's such a and good this comes out <laughs> this episode and i just but Edward Mordrake was such a good vehicle for a lot of these characters. It, like, yes. There's a line. We got that, a lot of other people's backstories in yeah. that episode, too. It's just, just. There's a line from that one from Paul specifically, and he delivers it so well that it's just like. Yes, I, yeah. Where he's like, if I was normal, I would be beautiful. Yeah. He's like, look at this face. And it's, he, it's, he covered himself it, in tattoos because he's like they wanted a freak, and then he's like I just couldn't do my face because I'm I'm pretty. It's a, it's, it, it gets me every time, and I'm like, <laughs> and he got a fucking girlfriend um, out of the freak show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Elsa's is definitely the one that just like Ethel's also really gets me, but Elsa's is just like. It is very, like, much the tragic backstory TM, but it's mm-hmm. just actually so well done that it was really effective. Yeah, I I think I'm a little bit opposite of you, or, like, Ethel's just really killed me. Like, no, everything. I fully understand <laughs> that as well. But, yeah, no, like, again, Elsa Morris, I think, is one of my favorite and characters I, from the show overall. Like, a lot of well, and I'm really, Elsa Morris. We haven't, like, explicitly stated it in this episode, but, like, this is Jessica Lang's final season with yeah. the show. 
or at least as of right now, there's always rumors that she's coming back, well, but we did, haven't seen it yet. She did a cameo in um, Apocalypse. Yes, but we haven't, like, she hasn't, like, returned. Had a return. role. There's always rumors, yeah. but it hasn't, like, fully happened. And I think this, I think it's very intentional on the show writer's part that her storyline is so good because they had to give one of their best actors a good send off. Mm-hmm. I and, and they really succeeded in that. If nothing else, they succeeded in a very, very good storyline for Elsa Mars. Yeah, it's it's so it's so this season is just Jessica laying at her fucking best. Uh, yeah. Because again, she has been able to make a diamond out of literal shit for so long <laughs> and Elsa Mars is such a standout character my um my friend introduced me to American Horror Story um I think I've mentioned her previously but uh and I don't feel comfortable saying her name no yeah you're like, fine. I don't know what her I, I know I've said this before too but her favorite yeah. character is Constance and it's just ghost like I don't know a single person who's like I mean, unless you're an Evan Peters stan and you're insane. I don't know a single person who doesn't have, like, at least one of their favorite characters being one of these Jessica Lang characters. No, yeah. Like I said, I can't fully decide if it's Elsa or um, Jude. But, like... Mm-hmm. Those are both... <laughs> like, is phenomenal. Her, her in Asylum, her in Freak Show, her in Coven... And phenomenal like, <laughs> yeah it's just it's and I think again I think they really gave her a good send off with Freak Show yeah it, so, well it's never going to be up there with my favorite season for a variety of reasons it is absolutely my favorite Jessica Lang role and pretty up there with my favorite Sarah Paulson roles as well yeah and also, I just like I know it it missed more often than it hit. Um but like there are, the I'll, fact I'll... that this show had so many musical numbers really lent into Jessica Lang's favor. <laughs> put, put put Life on Mars on Spotify or I'm gonna riot. Yes, completely. <laughs> oh my god. That the first fuck and also um, people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but Evan Peters' performance of Come As You Are is what got me into Nirvana. I, I'm going to be mad at you for saying that because that was literally the official <laughs> moment where I was like, I actually hate Jimmy and I'm going to beat Evan Peters to a pulp if I see him in real life but, now. And like, but I, also just, I also just don't like Nirvana, so I'm also yeah. going to get up here, but like, I actively dislike all of Nirvana's music. So, like, I was not going to like F. Peters singing Come As You Are. Jimmy, I think, was uh, early Jimmy. The way he fucking hate him. But early Jimmy. Jimmy had the potential to be my favorite Evan Peters character. Because he was like. And they threw that all away. Early Jimmy was set out to be Kit, who had the willingness to do what people thought he did. To save people he loved. 
<laughs> My favorite Evan Peters character is James P. March. You say this in jest? No, I don't say this in jest. <laughs> okay. Best Evan Peters character it's Jim, is James Patrick March because it's so funny. He just gets to get silly with it. He's having the best time of his fucking life. But I guess that just circles back to like I genuinely think Hotel is my favorite season. <laughs> Hotel is really good. And I'm like, this is giving me <laughs> the space to really admit that to myself. Hotel but... leads into like if people listened to our previous episode about Star Trek Beyond, where it's like Hotel really allowed itself to be silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and it really paid off. Hotel is like the fucking um, Benedict Cumberbatch gift from his one movie where it's like harsh breathing and then like he's shaking and it just says crunching. Like <laughs> Hotel is very silly and also I'm bisexual and there's a lot of sexy vampire. <laughs> yeah. I get to see Titty. I, I get to see Lady Gaga with knife fingers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing yes. more I need in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really want to get into too much more. I could rant for a long time about Freak Show and the successes and failures, more failures in my experience. <laughs> I do think I do think it is probably the most tightly written of any American horror story season. It's I love it. I will absolutely <laughs> give it that. But my takeaway is watch Hotel. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no, watch uh, watch like a Elsa Mars best moments compilation. And also And a little bit of Bet and Dot. Uh, yeah, the the and the Fiona Apple cover they did. They... <laughs> and then that's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch those and that's all you need to see a freak show. And, and and I guess the Edred Edred Mordrick specific <laughs> yeah the the first Edward Mordrick episode I think is the high point of this season. I th- I, I genuinely like. And it um, also helps that it is very explicitly a Halloween episode. Yeah. So the the atmosphere is already there, and then we get just really good character moments from pretty much everybody. Yeah, it's a so whole like, hell of a lot better personally uh, than the Murder House Halloween episode. Yeah, that's... Because that's just a whole know, hell of a lot of violence against women. Murder, exactly. I know I've ranked Murder House high. I'm sure when we rewatch it, that's going to drastically change. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so worried about its downfall. <laughs> I'm like worried and also already in the acceptance phase. <laughs> Um. Also, watch Amazon Eve compilation. Yes, her God, she, uh, beloved. <laughs> I'm now realizing that I might be in love with her. Uh, I am I in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really works out because uh, uh, Erica so played her. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. On me. <laughs> Our. Our email is in the bio for our Twitter if you want to one or both of us. <laughs> I'm flexible. It's, it's, You're my I, best friend. We can share a wife. It's fine. I'm 
I'm bisexual and I rarely get to see women taller than me and it awakens <laughs> something deep within me when I do. So please email us. I will also, we can give you our personal phone numbers. We yeah. will send your wife this. Yeah, like, <laughs> Erica Irvin, if you are listening, we are deeply, deeply in love with you. If you would like to go to a nice spaghetti. <laughs> I'm offering. Uh, <laughs> we don't make a whole hell of I don't have a lot of money, but I will take you to Olive Garden. <laughs> take you to Olive Garden. You can get nice spaghetti dinner. I will buy a bottle of wine for the table. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Erica <laughs> and Ryan, always the open invitation to email us so that we can help you write better. Yeah, Ryan, I have a degree in creative writing. I can take over. I'll make Ryan. this a good show. I'll turn it around. And I'm just stupid, and I like to watch horror. So. <laughs> and Tegan is my friend. Yeah, those are my <laughs> credentials. Actually, you know what? In the context of your show... I have a degree in American specific. Yeah, design. no, exactly. Fuck I can you. do the specific technical writing process, and you can tell me how to actually characterize the serial killers. Yeah, we, we, we'll make it work. We will make cult part two where it's an actual cult and is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like, please, please. I like. I know you don't want to do it. Let <laughs> us revisit cult. <laughs> Erica Irvin. Email uh, us. We're in love with you. Ryan Murphy, we're going to take over your show. It's my show now. Connections, <laughs> which include that. Uh, my American Horror no- Story. Thank you very much. <laughs> my American Horror Story is every fucking show that Ryan Murphy has ever put out. <laughs> my me. American Horror Story is that I haven't been able to get a lobotomy yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if um, we're being real here. <laughs> Thank you. Erica, <laughs> you don't have to date us if you don't want. We will make you the star of every future season. Mm-hmm. So That's a big ask because now. I'm also desperately in love with Sarah Paulson. But uh, for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be casting some better men. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Evan Peters. I like you as Quicksilver. <laughs> I, honestly, I, honestly God, I think he's tired of doing the roles that Ryan's given him anyway. Yeah, we can give him some better roles. Evan, if you want to do James Patrick March kind of ask, and also you don't have to show your ass. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, if you want to show your ass, Ryan I Reynolds will give you a role. Show your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've made it a requirement for Deadpool. Yeah, this has gone deeply off the rails, as always. Um, <laughs> Yay! Yay! Throw in a quick Kathy Bates. We're still waiting for you to reach out about our Cats remake. Yeah. But, but, and also, meantime, if you want to go to a platonic spaghetti dinner. Yeah, Kathy Bates, I would like to be friends with you. I'm so desperate to be your friend, Kathy. Jessica Lang as well. I would like to go to Jessica fun Lang dinner with Jessica Lang. No, she won't. And she's above <laughs> us. Yes. <laughs> Kathy Bates is as well. But I feel like Kathy's nice. Kathy will have pity. <laughs> um, Cody Fern, you will remain a male yes. leading role for seasons to come because I have been a huge fan of your work with the student. <laughs> Billy Lord as well. I promise yeah. to give you better roles. 
<laughs> I, we've already discussed this. Your, lo- your roles are not good enough. I would die for you in general, Billy Lord. Mm-hmm. You are my hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and despite uh, my co-host protest, Matthew Morrison, you have a spot on our um, season. Of Morrison, <laughs> you only have a spot as the first person to get killed, mostly off-screen. Can he be the serial killer? I well, think he could do it. Well, yeah, he wouldn't have to act. Exactly. So, I think we could really blend Will Shu. I think we should I think we should have a season that's American Horror Story Grinch where he and Jim Carrey have to find it out. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey they just fight. Win, but like <laughs> But Matthew they, Morse will they actually both him. get killed by an anvil from the animated Grinch. Yeah. Ultimately. Benedict but... Cumberbatch? <laughs> Ew. Don't bring him here. I don't want him. Um, I think maybe if we're going like a list, let's get let's get Brie Larson in here. Yes, can we? Uh, Brie Larson, literally, I have, I'm literally a different person now that your vocal version of Black Sheep is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. I think also it would be very funny if we got like. A TikTok. Oh my god, if we got Casey Frey in American <laughs> Just to just to dance in the background. <laughs> he can do whatever he fucking wants. Yeah, right, no, that's um <laughs> we we're just drafting an evil Amer- You all can go. The episode's done. <laughs> um if you all have any suggestions for oh, also our first as showrunners, our first actual season will be Roswell. We will be yes. doing the alien theme justice. Yes. Uh, that, in that case, Benedict Cumberbatch, I know I've said... Also, obviously, an ex- but... <laughs> well, we wouldn't have to pay for makeup. No, exactly. That's um, also, extremely far-reach, uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> if you want to come back. That's all I'll say. Any Anything... We love you. I'll die for you. <laughs> I have died for you. Actually. <laughs> I have been reborn. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Judas also Bloody Mary. Or deep, deeper Christian themed cut that's also very good. But Lily, Lily Raby, if you want to come back. Um... Lily Raby, we, you are, as I have mentioned several times, probably like my favorite consistent from the series. And you deserve better. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. God, We're yeah. actually just going to rewrite Coven where Misty Day actually gets to be the next Supreme. And, and Billy Lord's there and they're like sisters. They're besties. Here's here. Brain. I'm having I'm having so many thoughts. Anyways, we really got to wrap up because this has gone on for like ten full minutes. Suggestions, um, yeah. At Dumb Binge. Uh, Tweet us other like concept suggestions as well. We will be starting with Roswell, but like mm-hmm. from there, we would love suggestions. Tweet us at dumbbinchbinge. Uh, we do have an official email on there as well. So yes. like, email reach out. Um, all of We're that on email said, now. Uh, join us for our next episode. Uh, speaking of Roswell. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Smallville season one. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. Um, 
another <laughs> in the realm of last episode, Carl Urban, another man who I imprinted on at too young and <laughs> have never gotten over it. But join us for that. It'll be very fun. All of that being said, thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Binge Binging. Thank you.